Hey guys, welcome to Insights on the Rise. I am Grace. I'm here with Ade, Busola, and Shala. Today, we're going to discuss how we got our foot in the corporate world. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I can, I'm happy to open it up. Um, so, I went to a uni that I was more or less forced to go on placement, right? Mm. Uh, but it was one of the best things, it's one of the best things that I've been forced to do in my life. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, um, I didn't know anything about the corporate world. I didn't come from a place where, you know, I knew that there's this going, there's that going, like down to even the color of the suit, my tie. I didn't know none of that stuff, all the process. So, being told, you know, especially at uni, second year, like, okay, you got to go and find a job where you're going to work for a year, okay? Um, that helped me a lot because it helped me understand what was on the other side, right? Um, down to the little things, as I've said. I remember my first interviews, I, I was wearing, like, a suit that looked like I was ready to go to my auntie's wedding, for example, right? <laughs> it was like a proper wedding suit, you know, I had my brown shoes on, pink shirt, everything, you know? <laughs> it was a very colourful suit, you know? very, very colourful. Um, you know, you walk in, briefcase, and I'm thinking, I'm, ju I'm just a part, mm. but then I wasn't, you know? I had to learn, for example, when you're going for an interview, you know, you need to look like you're already part of that team. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Down to the little, those little details, the colour of the suit, the shirt that you're wearing, all of these type of stuff, like, they actually, they play a part. And I had to go through that process to learn that that was important, you know? So I think that was a big thing for me, and that helped me later on, you know? So how about yourself? What was that, what was that like? How did, you, how did you get your foot through the door? Um, for me, um, my placement experience um, was also my first insight into the real corporate world. Um, however... Um, the type of placement I did, because I did my placement in Belgium, yeah. uh, so it was an international placement. So it was a, it was a very different culture there. It was still classed as, as a corporate work, but it was more of a dress style sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I remember my first day attending placement, I came in, in a suit as well. And then everybody kept asking me, why are you wearing a suit? It's not that deep, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, you just wear a shirt, jeans, and some shoes, that's like, smart casual. So obviously, you know, like any other young person starting a mm -hmm. job for the first time, you want to make a good impression so you, you dress up. So um, so I kind of learned that it's just better to just fit in and just dress like everyone around mm -hmm. you. So, yeah, um, I feel like the biggest cultural shift for me in the corporate world in Belgium was probably due to the fact that, for instance, in London, when you come in to your office, you go get your coffee, you sit down at your desk mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe have a little bit of a catch-up with your colleagues. But in Belgium, they actually have to go around and, you know, give everyone a French kiss on the cheek. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, yeah. So, and if we don't do that, it's actually considered rude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You have to come and greet every single person in your desk. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of emphasis on respect and, you know, embracing mm -hmm. each other and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would say it was a, it was a real eye-opening experience for me and uh, there's, a, there's a massive difference between corporate working in the corporate world abroad and in the home country, mm -hmm. of course. So, yeah, that's what my placement experience was for me. Oh, wait, 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll go next. So I must confess, I didn't really do like the whole int. I didn't do the whole placement mm-hmm. thing. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do until mm-hmm. second year summer, where I had to do an internship in Nigeria. It wasn't one of those ones where like mm-hmm. your auntie knows auntie. I fully had to do like a test and do an interview, and I didn't even get it the first time. I had to do it. I did. I got it around the second time, mm-hmm. and so we had to come up with like an investment product, like a brand new product, mm-hmm. like see what the market was saying, like reach out to different companies. So I was just telling my dad, like, oh my goodness, I really enjoy what we're doing. We're like starting a new investment product for university students in Nigeria. I had all this stuff to do, and he was like, you do realize there's a job called like management consulting that can literally help you and I was like what's that and so I pretty much like researched it for the rest of the summer and then I looked at my grades and I was like well I'm not gonna pass I'm not gonna get one of these jobs so I pretty much decided that during my third year that I was gonna focus on like pushing my grades up Mm. in order to get to a good firm and then start applying for jobs but that was that moment when I realized okay this is where I want to focus and put all my energy in and so during the job hunt I actually got a part-time job where I was at a at a um insurance broker and Mm -hmm. again it was a bit old school everything was paper-based and what I helped them do was um like start putting everything onto computer and Mm -hmm. then I realized I'm actually management consulting them by actually I didn't even realize but when I was doing my interviews I was like yeah I was just helping them find a solution like everything was just like in paper so every time we had to look for a new record we had to go alphabetically rather than just searching on the IT system so I was like okay yeah no this is what I really want to do so that's how that was like my aha moment Mm -hmm. but how about you? yeah for me um, I also did a placement year as well so my university enforced that on all students Mm -hmm. Um, my situation was a bit different though in that because of the degree I was studying um, I had to go abroad, so um, the university essentially said uh, you have to go somewhere in the EU. Uh, mm-hmm. But I said if I'm going away for a year, I have to go away. So I had two options: I either go to America or go somewhere in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, so I managed to find um, a placement in Asia. Mm-hmm. So the company I worked for had their Asian headquarters, and they sent me out there. So I spent about. Uh, nine months there, and then they opened a new subsidiary in West Africa. Mm-hmm. And because I've got an African name, they're like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> your people are there, go." <laughs> so I went, um, and that was a good experience. And so I went to Nigeria for six months. So I spent a year away, and I think it was good uh, being away. Um, apart from the professional aspect, in terms of me as an individual, mm-hmm. um, I definitely became more of a, a well-rounded individual and my ability to relate with different types of people who came from different backgrounds, it definitely helped. So in terms of the question, uh, what I found is um, when I got back to the UK, uh, it kind of helped, that year abroad kind of helped me know what I would like mm-hmm. to do next. Mm-hmm. And in terms of getting these interviews, what I found is just that difference of going away Mm -hmm. Um, made me more of an interesting prospect to these companies so in a lot of my interviews instead of them to to be asking me of examples of things that I've done they were just asking me about different hotels around Asia and Mm -hmm. holiday resorts and it was that ability to build a relationship Mm -hmm. that really helped me it wasn't necessarily um, obviously I I met the criteria for the grades to get on these programs but it was everyone I was competing with also had these grades they Mm -hmm. also had the first and two ones 
So I was like, what's going to make you um, stand out, essentially? Mm -hmm. So it was literally just more of my experiences abroad. And then I became friends with a lot of the interviewers. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what helped me. I mean, for me personally, mm -hmm. I feel like one of the biggest key skills that I, I learnt in placement is working under pressure. Because yeah. I, was, I was one of the only um, placement student in, in the entire company. So, um, literally, some people say I was everybody's side man. You know, all the, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, all the little bits and bobs that people didn't want to do, like the actual stuff, they yeah. just send that to me, you know, and I have to always ensure that I'm, I'm sticking to deadlines. You know? yeah. I'm never going to lie, the first couple of months was, was a big struggle for me because. I wasn't used to having so much responsibility at once, yeah. you know what I mean? So I was always falling behind on my deadline, you know? Mm -hmm. And I do remember at one point that they actually pulled me in and they said, you know what, Ade, we need you to pick up the pace because yeah. you're the only um, intern here, you mm -hmm. know? And if you, if you don't meet your deadlines, then you just slow the entire yeah. team down. So I think from there, then that's when it purposely yeah, that, you know, yeah. I, I need this placement, especially because it's a, it's a mandatory part of my course. Yeah. If I don't get through this year, then I can't graduate, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, and on top of that, we also have, um, you know, a placement essay to do, you go right oh, the experience oh doing that. So the pressure is immense, you know what I mean? So um, now that I'm working an actual role now, I feel like I'm able to handle pressure a lot better now, you know, I'm able to manage my workload, mm -hmm. you know, I'm able to manage expectations and ensure that, you know, I understand the potential ramifications of not meeting my deadlines mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you know, so it's definitely, it makes me take my job more seriously now, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I'd say for me, it was, it was, it was a life-changing experience to the extent that when I graduated from uni, mm -hmm. I wasn't in a rush to get a grad job or anything like that, I just, because I knew that, you know, working is is not just a walk in the park sort of thing, you know. Like and especially after four years of uni, I just want to clear my mind a bit, you know. So that's why I just took a year out to just travel and chill, you know, yeah. just you know, gain as much experience as possible, do have as much me time, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I feel like you just need to take a step back in life sometimes and just to understand where exactly you want to go, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially because when you work in a company, you realize that there's so many different functions, mm -hmm. you know, so many different things, you know, the jobs that you thought um, were straightforward, it's not as straightforward mm -hmm. as, yeah. as you thought it was, you know what I'm saying, so um, I had to rethink about where I actually want to go, you know, mm -hmm. and it took me a good year, you know, so if I was to advise anybody that's, you know, that a placement, I'd say, you know, don't rush for a grad scheme, just, you know, take time. To, to reflect on your experience and find where you really fit in mm -hmm. in a company because this will be you know a major factor once you graduate you know so yeah you know I, I agree I think for me two things I got from my internship one is like adapting to different people's working styles yeah. like obviously in uni if someone wasn't pulling their weight in a team project you could just do it you'll just be like you know what I'll do it because you all got it's like the same it's all from like the same mm. um, topic. Whereas, mm -hmm. with, with when you're working with professionals, there are different people who are good at different things. Mm -hmm. So you can't just step up into that role. You kind of just yeah. have to work at their level and sometimes work on your communication. Sometimes it can be quite straight to the point mm -hmm. and that can come across a bit harsh. And I'm just like, I don't mean to come across a bit harsh. That's just the way I communicate. And that's really helped me because in terms of dealing with clients, you kind of have to you know, phrase some things mm. in a way that they're not going to get offended. Whereas if I didn't have that internship, I probably would have been a lot more blunt and a lot mm -hmm. more, 
straightforward and mm. sometimes come across a bit rude mm -hmm. but because I accidentally said something that actually hurt someone's feelings like if they said it to me it wouldn't hurt my feelings mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to like learn and adapt myself and be more flexible to different people's working styles mm -hmm. and I also agree in terms of the internship it allowed me to understand my strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. so like I know that I'm not that into data like I like the bigger picture of data rather mm -hmm. than the actual analytics and the aspects of it I like but then also, I would say like I'm quite a public speaker, I like talking, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and whereas there's some people who like to be in the background and like to do all the like groundwork. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like I want to be the star of the show, but I'm mm -hmm. just saying like it allowed me to know that it allowed me to reflect on the areas in terms of what I need to do in time in to do my job mm -hmm. that I need to focus and need to improve on, and then the aspects of the job that okay I know that I can definitely do, and so that that really helped in my interview process because. A lot of the a lot of new people are not really looking at your grades and stuff. They're looking about your strengths and what you're good at, and if your strengths align with what they actually need in particular roles, mm -hmm. especially in like the grad and internship yeah. level. What was you gonna say? I thought I think you said. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, so dealing with placement versus the work environment, I just wanted to comment on on the gap. So mm -hmm. um, after placement year, um, what I found is I came back to final year. Mm -hmm. And then it was, for me anyway, um, it was during that final year that I actually figured out what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't what I did during placement year. Mm -hmm. So I feel, I feel as if like with you guys, placement helps you find out what you like, yeah. which is good. Um, for me, it helped me figure out what I don't want to do. Yeah. So I also wanted to just share that. So during my placement year, um, I was working for an engineering company. Mm -hmm. And during my final year, one of my lecturers gave me some insight and essentially that completely shifted um, my pathway. Mm. So it was during um, one um, IT module that essentially my um, lecturer said, you know, technology is the future. And that, that completely changed my perspective on the world and the working environment. Mm -hmm. So essentially what I, did, what I did in my placement year had no bearing on my current role mm -hmm. and my and my current programs that I'm on, mm -hmm. but it's still an experience. And so I, my message to everyone is, essentially, it doesn't necessarily matter whether you like what you do in your placement or whether you don't like it, it's the experiences that you can draw from it, mm -hmm. because you might find out that you might not like this and there's no harm in essentially changing direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a few things that you guys, that you said there, it showed, for some of us, it showed us, okay, this is what I like. Yeah. Whereas for you, it's like, this is what I don't like. So yeah. it's, it's it's a great opportunity. Because yeah. I remember when I was at uni, for example, a lot of people say, like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Without even knowing what's on the other side. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You kind of predict what you think you want to do. Whereas going on placement or applying for an internship, it's, it gives you an opportunity to actually get your foot in mm -hmm. where one, you get to actually see what it's like on the other side. It's like going on loan, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, going on loan yeah. where you actually, yeah. you get to, and then you, you're there and, and it's the same way as when you go on loan, you have like a year to, or however the loan is, a season mm -hmm. to prove yourself yeah. that you're good. And if you're really good, they might, they'll sign you. And yeah. it's the same way, like you go on placement or you do an internship, like you've gone on loan. And if you do really well, like, they might offer you, they'll offer you the job. Like they have a, mm -hmm. they have a great rate. Mm -hmm. um, like they have a, like I think around 50% of the people that go on placement or do, go on, or do internship for example, get offered a job after that. Do you know what I mean? 
Um, and that is probably more for certain companies. Like, I remember, um, you know, um, a friend of mine, he did a placement uh, in a company. Like most of the people that I know that did a placement in a company, like, they all got offered a job, for example. Do you know what I mean? So he gave them, instead of having like a one interview, you had like a, a one-year interview. Mm. And do you know what? Like, you might find something that you don't like. Mm. Like you said, I don't like this. But you've managed to network also and meet loads of different people yeah. that... You can help maneuver and move around. You know what? I didn't like this function, but whilst I was there, you got to network and maybe shadow and work in another function and get to know more about another function. And then you kind of move over to that function. Like there's people, for example, that they did a placement in one division or one function and then they applied for a permanent role in another. But you're kind of moving, you're doing an internal move, which is a lot easier than just coming from an, as an outsider. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, everybody else that's applying, yeah. they're basically applying for leftovers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they offer the jobs to the... No, it's true. Because <laughs> obviously, I didn't do an internship at the company I work for now, so I have a leftover object. No, 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 no. But you know what? You know what I know what you mean. Yeah. Just to add to what um, Sola said about the leftovers, um, no, 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 it's, it's a good point because essentially the role I'm doing is also quote unquote a leftover role. So, with a lot of these companies, they have something called the talent pipeline. Mm-hmm. So, they get the inside weeks, you're accepted, then they have the, the spring, the summer internships, mm-hmm. which you've done, then they offer you a graduate program. Mm-hmm. So, for people like myself and yours, myself, myself, all of us here actually, yeah. that did a placement elsewhere and then after university moved to a different company, we're literally fighting for the leftover scraps. But yeah. then you have to think about the millions of other students across the country mm-hmm. that haven't come through the talent pipeline. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's even good that you managed to even get that role yeah. because yeah. you haven't come through the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, true. Came through the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, literally came through the window. So, I literally did. So just to essentially summarise what I'm saying is, if you can get a internship and a placement, that's probably ideal because yeah. you're, you're already in the system. Mm-hmm. But there's people like Busola who don't need that. So exactly. yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. She don't need it though. <laughs> <laughs> And like, even, and just to add, even if you're already in the system, it doesn't necessarily always guarantee your spot. I, mm. You still need to work hard in the next level. So my friend, she actually, where she worked, she actually went straight after school. Like, and mm-hmm. we were like, we, like, why are you not going to uni? Yeah. But she like left such a good taste in their mouth after yeah. that year. She was invited to do the summer thing, and then it got, obviously she was part of the talent pipeline. Yeah. So whilst I mean she graduated a year after me because obviously yeah. she did a year, and she already had a job in the bag, yeah. and I'm like, mate, yeah, I mean you're ahead of you, and I still don't have a job. Yeah, but yeah. she she still had to prove herself at every jump. Like, don't get too comfortable as well. Yeah, it's, it's you're getting your foot in, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. All you're doing, you're kind of getting your foot in. Exactly. So once you got your foot in, it doesn't end there. Like, exactly. There's still uh, work to do. And like you said, like, I remember someone, there was, a, uh, there was a girl at my uni actually, she applied for the spring, um, like for the spring the week, week, the spring yeah. inside week, right? And she got the job, and this was like first year, after first year, so mm-hmm. she, she got the job, which meant that they also offered her a placement, so when everyone, was, everyone else was applying for placement, she already had one in the bag, yeah. okay? And... After placement, they offered her a graduate role. So whilst everybody else was applying for grad role, she had hers in the bag. So from doing that one thing in first year, Mm. it kind of created a path for her. Do you know what I mean? And do you know what? She she was so at peace 
Yes. Because yeah. she knew, yeah. do you know what? Yeah. Worst case scenario, I've got this as a backup. And she she was actually handpicking, yeah. like, I'm gonna apply for this job, I'm gonna apply for this job because this is what I wanna this is what yeah. I want. Whereas yeah. everybody else was just going for yeah. whatever yeah. is there. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's good in that sense as well because it's you can make your journey a lot easier yeah. and yeah. For, if, for those that especially know what they want to do and for those that don't know what they want to do mm. it's an opportunity for you to get a taste and understand see what the other side is like exactly. and as i said there's loads of like finance is not just one thing there's yeah. loads of things within finance do you yeah. know what i mean so um i think it's good to definitely keep that in mind yeah and ju- just to add to that just to add to your point, I feel as if like less people apply for inside weeks mm-hmm. than more apply for summer internships. Yeah. And everybody applies That's for graduate. So you're essentially competing against less people. Yeah. So the likelihood of you getting onto that pipeline is mm-hmm. higher. Yeah. So something that people need to essentially uh, take away from this. Like if you mm-hmm. can get in early if you're a student, I would definitely advise doing it. In terms of stress, when I graduated, I was so, I think you know that you yeah. know how stressed I was. <laughs> I was stressed. Like, you, see, you get to the point where your mom's like, okay, Shola, what are you doing now? You, know, you, finished, you finished school six months ago, you're still in this house. What, yeah, I'm gonna say, what are you doing now? Yeah. But, like, my sister, she's that, she threw that talent pipeline and her mindset is, oh, okay, um, I'm gonna finish this, I'm gonna get a graduate program, I wanna buy a car. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That piece, I don't have that piece. Exactly. So it's like, if you can just get in there earlier and yeah. just put that to bed, mm-hmm. and as Grace said, then you have the, um, the audacity to be selective and picky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was doing it, I couldn't be selective. I was like, okay, every single company from XY industry, I'm going to apply for all of you. I might not like you, but I'm going to apply anyway. It was a numbers game. Yeah, it was a numbers game. Placement was literally a numbers game. And I think, even that being said, I still think like you're still going to be uh, in a better position. Like I felt like I was in a better position than a lot of people that went to uni and did their placement. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Because like I would walk into like interviews, and I already knew what it was about because yeah. a year before that I was doing an interview tour because yeah. I was applying for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going on tour, literally doing one interview after another, yeah. and then you learn like even the little things, CV like. Mm-hmm. You learn how to construct a CV, cover letters, yeah. the psychometric testing, and even though it existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? It's crazy oh, like, because I didn't miss those. Like, people underestimate them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't but miss yeah, them. you learn about even those, those little things. And even like the questions when they ask you, like, for example, tell me about a time when you dealt yeah, with yeah. a conflict. Like, you don't have much example in your day to day life because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you're just a student. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I think. The once I knew what was on the other side, and especially after doing placement, I had so, so much example. So I got to the point where I didn't need like two days, three days to prepare for an interview. I'd walk in and I'm like, I'm already built for this. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it became it was placement year. I applied for everybody. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Graduate when I applied for my grad scheme, I was very much more selective, and I probably did like four applications, mm-hmm. right? And I, mm-hmm. and I got what I wanted. I got and I, and I managed to get everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was because of my placement year experience. Yeah. Like, even when people were asking me questions, I was very comfortable. I was very confident, yeah. and I knew like, and I could I can explain what I was doing because I spent a year doing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah. if you're applying for a role, why do you want this role? Yeah. <laughs> like you've never done it before, yeah. you don't know nothing about it. It's true. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. But I must. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I must confess, like, 
my journey throughout uni, I didn't take it that seriously in the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. And that's what deterred me from doing those Spring Insight weeks because they did ask for your grades. Mm -hmm. And like, even if they do ask for your grades and they say, oh, we don't care, you're still going to feel like subconsciously, like, mm -hmm. why would they give me someone who's like borderline 2-2 mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then they have someone who's first in first year. Mm -hmm. So that literally like put me like... I put so much confidence in that my in my grade, mm -hmm. and so again, as Shola said, you're going to graduate uni, and you're going to have all these people who have two ones and first. What is actually going to differentiate you? Mm -hmm. And you really need to think about that. Like, what makes you different compared to all these people? Because mm -hmm. if they can achieve their two ones and first, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. what else do you have? What's your flavor? Mm -hmm. What are you going to bring? Exactly. So, I think for me in uni, I'm saying like, so my two points are yes. At the early stages of your uni career, you do need to be careful about your grades. But then when you graduate, don't let yourself be defined by it. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, I know people who were like got grades that they weren't supposed to get, and they were told, "Oh yeah, you're never going to get into that industry because your grades are too low." And lo and behold, they are now in that industry mm -hmm. and thriving. So, and also like, so the point is, yes, take it seriously at the start, not just play and like lose your mind, but also when you leave. Don't feel defined, don't like get all sad and mm. like just move on. And I always say like just look at the next qualification because honestly when you now apply and you okay you're like okay I'm going to do a master's they're going to be more interested in what you accomplished in your master's mm -hmm. than what you did in GCSEs A levels. Mm. So like just don't feel like in even in terms of like UCAS points as well. My UCAS oh, points weren't amazing, but they weren't terrible. And they do ask you that in your grad roles. But at the end of the day, they're going to care more about your degree than your UCAS points. It's just like a tick in the box kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's like my point right there. Like, don't allow yourself to be defined by it, but mm -hmm. still work hard from like the very beginning. How would you say you differentiated yourself? That's a good question. Wow, that's a very I good think, question. So I think for me. What, what I differentiated myself is that, well, a lot of my experience was abroad because I was like, okay, well, if I can't get experience in the UK, let me go somewhere where I know I can get experience, mm -hmm. which is Nigeria. And so that, I think, differentiated mm -hmm. me and like just the type of work I did. I did a bit of asset management one year. I did pension. Um, I worked at a pension fund the previous year. So actually every year at uni, I did do some sort of internship in Nigeria. So that's how I knew I didn't want to do pension management. I didn't want to do, um, I didn't want to do like wealth management, but then I knew I wanted to go to consulting. Mm -hmm. And then I think another thing was that I'm very strong in my identity. Like I know I'm British, but I'm also Nigerian. Mm -hmm. And I didn't pretend to be mm. something that I'm not in order to fit in. So mm -hmm. like one of the jobs was like, how do you feel being black in the corporate world and like you know you could just say oh yeah I don't see color bloody bloody blah but I've made it clear like I'm black I'm gonna be different they're gonna be things that I'm gonna do mm -hmm. that you would necessarily do mm -hmm. and they're gonna be things that you would do that I wouldn't necessarily do and I feel like diversity is important and I didn't hide behind that I'm just trying to fit in I'm just trying to be like everyone else I was like it's good to like it's good to um, acknowledge your difference mm. and, and I think that's what because I asked him I was like do you want my PC answer or do you want like the truth and yeah. he was like the fact that you asked me like if you want PC or truth I was like no I'm going to give you I'm going to be myself regardless yeah. like I'm not going to like I just, I'm not I'm going to tell you what you like that's why I asked because I was like what do you really want to know mm. but um, if you're going to choose me telling my truth then I'm going to be my truth and I'm going to be who I am and my identity mm. and I think that's what helped me to like shine out because yeah. 
you don't fit the mold and mm. I mean I do fit I do fit the mold as in like I've got the grades and stuff but at the end of the day I don't fit the mold in terms like I'm a woman I'm black I'm 4'11 so 11 <laughs> <laughs> so like you're not and in that office as well I do think that I was the only black person in that service line in that particular office in that particular region so it wasn't something that I was scared about being I was just like yeah I'm black and so what like yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, what do you guys think mm -hmm. differentiated you guys? You guys, no, yeah. you know what? <laughs> it was what a you hard said, question. No, what you said, what you said about being yourself, yeah, is so powerful. Mm -hmm. yeah, because um, I'm just gonna give a very, very, very quick example, right? Um, so I remember going for so I, I got loads of rejections. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it became, it got to the point where. Every time, I, every time I walked out of my room, I'd see a company that rejected me. Mm -hmm. I'd go outside and see, oh, that's the car company that rejected me. I'd go into the kitchen. <laughs> 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 but, um, I kept on going because it's not just a thing where you are trying to match the company. Mm -hmm. It's not as in the company's trying to match you, but you're also trying to match the company also, right? Um, I remember going into my, my final round interview and this was like, I got rejected by so many companies and then this big boy comes around and I didn't really take it serious mm -hmm. and I think that's why I got so far because not even that I didn't take it serious I mean like I was totally myself yeah. and I remember I got to the final round and they told us to bring an item that was like significant to us or whatever yeah. right um, and everybody came and they brought these like trophy this to do with this mayor this to do with that like people were just doing so much mm -hmm. do you know what I bought? what, what did you bring? I went to Sports Direct and I, I purchased a £2 basketball. Just £2 ba a basketball, a very small ba ba basketball. And I took that, anyone that knows me knows I'm a basketball junkie, so I took that. Um, and that alone mm -hmm. made me stand out so much. And I was being myself, I was able to explain it, I was passionate, and when they were throwing me questions, because you know when you're in an interview, it's like you're in a boxing ring and someone got a question, you go, whoa, do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> And when they were throwing questions, I was super comfortable because mm -hmm. that was me. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? It made me stand out because I'd done something that was just, it was completely different. And the thing is, when you're yourself, you're always going to be different because there's only one version of you. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's very important, especially when you're going through these processes, to be yourself. Mm -hmm. I know people say this a lot, but believe me, it's a thing. Yeah, be yeah, yourself. Because yeah. there's, there's only one you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and... That's the that's that was like a very a, a key point for me because it, I generally believed that I could be myself after that. So every interview that I went, I walked into. If someone asked me a question and I didn't know the question, I'm not going to sit there and lie. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. But you know what? I would love to know. Exactly. Like I, that, that's like, that's just yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? So you have to be yourself. Mm. Um, also, can I ask you guys a quick question? Yeah. So how did you guys handle rejection, especially because obviously you guys did handled your rejection maybe like a year younger than graduates or even two years younger than graduates because at the end of the day you did it in terms of like internships mm -hmm. whereas I remember me I had I remember I started my journey in September and maybe by like October I actually had a full-blown panic attack mm -hmm. I was like I am not getting a job I had like maybe like 10 rejections at that point so for me I don't even think I would have had the mental capacity to deal with it like a year or two younger, especially being in a uni environment. So I want to know, how did you guys get over it? How did you guys, you know, keep going? I mean... For me, during my second year of mm -hmm. uni, when I was applying for my placement, 
Um, I feel like for the first couple months, I never really took the application process seriously, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it was only towards the end that I realised, ah, damn, you know, I need a placement, otherwise I can't post, pass this degree. So obviously by then, I started applying too late, so a lot of the spots were filled up. And for a good five, six months from that January till that summer, I was just getting, I, mean, I probably attended more than 15 or 20 interviews, you know what I'm saying? I was just getting rejection after rejection to the point where I actually started to become depressed, you know what I mean? So mm. I had to start watching YouTube motivational videos to just try and bring my spirits back up and stuff, you know? Um, then eventually, I think that I just realised that every situation is temporary, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, no hardship lasts forever, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so, it, was, it wasn't up to September, I got an email from Aston, my university, saying that if you don't find, if you don't find a, a placement by this date, you're going to have to come back and do an extra year. Jesus, <laughs> so, oh the pressure was really starting to settle in. And then, eventually, I just thought, you know what, let me just try and push at my comfort zone a bit more. And then that's why I decided to start looking for international placements, because for my degree, working abroad wasn't necessary. But I just figured that less people will be working abroad, you know, so there'll be less competition out there, you know, as opposed to trying to apply for companies in London, because I was just so focused on trying to work in the city in London, 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 London. So eventually I applied for a few companies abroad. I got one offer in Dubai, I got one in Belgium, and the, the, the Belgium package seemed very, very lucrative, so I was just like, okay, um, let me go, for, I went to the interview, I did the interview over the webcam, and when I got it, I was absolutely over the moon, you know, this was mm -hmm. just an eye-opening experience. I said, you know what, I'm going to devote and dedicate everything to this job and try mm -hmm. my best, you know. I came off social media, deactivated everything, you know. And so, yeah, for me, I think it just taught me that, you know, it doesn't matter how many rejections you get, you know, you can do something 20 times, that the 21th application could be that turning point for mm -hmm. you, you know. And that was a big lesson for me. So that's why when I, after, after I came back from a final year and I was applying for jobs here and there, you know, rejections didn't really, I didn't really seem to take it to heart. Because I knew, that's why I wasn't really in a rush to work. So I could just take it out. I knew eventually I'll find a job, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just so happens, I managed to find a job in London, working in the city, like I wanted to do. I didn't get to do that during placement, but eventually it came. It's just all about patience, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's how it really shaped my perception. I feel like those rejections were important in, in, in nurturing me into who I am today, you know, mm -hmm. and how I perceive it, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, to, to summarise, right? Um, you know, we can each go around. Like, what keys? What keys would you give everyone that's that's watching? Like, what would you say? Um, what what key lessons? Yeah, we're giving them keys yeah. now. Okay. Wow. So what? So I just say yeah. Like I said earlier, just don't take rejection to heart. Like it's mm. part of life. Things happen. Like, um, and obviously try to always go out your comfort zone. Sometimes when you something's not going your way, it just means that you need to, you know, broaden. Your, your perception, your perspective, mm -hmm. you know, to, to try and look outside the box, to just focus. Now, I was too focused on trying to work in London, yeah. London, London, London. But literally, working in Belgium is probably one of the greatest experiences of my life, being mm -hmm. in another culture, 
man, working with people from different backgrounds mm -hmm. where they speak a different language and I don't even understand the language, yeah. you know, uh, and, and, and it really, really helps to develop my adaptability skills, you know what I'm saying, and showing me that I could survive by myself without friends or family around me, mm -hmm. because, you know, in uni, I used to beg people to cook for me because I couldn't cook to save my life, so listen to her, please cook for me, and that, but that, it's just really, I, I learned a lot about myself, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, and, and, it made me realise, you know, what I'm capable of doing, by where my strengths are, you know. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say to people, just try to broaden your, your, your horizons as much as possible, you know. Don't just focus on, like, one thing you ain't going away, then look to other areas and see where you can excel, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's some key points I would, I would say. Hmm? How about yourself? What key I points would you give people on, on the... On the I've got two key points, if you don't mind. Sorry. So the first one is like, just know everyone's paths are different. Like, you can have someone who went through, you know, the whole placement journey, someone did the placement journey internationally. Like, just know that everything happens for a reason, and when your time comes, it will come. And so I would just say, don't compare yourself to other people because. Your friend may have a job and you don't have a mm. job, but you may end up getting a better job and not compromising on what you actually want out of life and what you actually want to do. So, I mean, it's just the power of process. And the second thing just leads on to the point of, like, just know who you are as well. I think know who you are, know what you learn, try to figure out what you do like, what you don't like, and try and figure out what you, what you are good at and what you aren't good at. And, like, you need the best time to do it because at the end of the day, the constraints you have as the constraints you have whilst you're working are not there when you're at uni like I'm not saying you should but like obviously if you don't want to go to a lecture no one's holding your hand and telling you off that you're not going to a lecture but if you don't show up for work there's going to be repercussions because you're accountable to your team you're accountable to the company and look and they're paying you to be there so at the end of the day like it's but and then another part of it is like okay if you don't get a job instantly out of uni and you still want to know what to what you want to do don't settle as well take the time out as Stanley said figure out what you want to do figure out what you're good at no experience is wasted so those are my two key points. Um, for me, I would say whilst you're young, um, be open-minded. So a few people in the room have left their comfort zones. They've gone abroad, they've had to move away from family, some people couldn't cook, they had to, do you understand? Mm -hmm. So I think that's very important. Um, do it whilst you're young, it will help build character. Um, also, I think Danny mentioned it earlier, um, everybody's, I was also fixated on London as well. Mm -hmm. um, I would say a lot of these big organisations have offices in Liverpool, Newcastle, Manchester, Birmingham. Mm -hmm. You might, you may need to do that just to get your foot in through the door. So don't be afraid of doing that. I think Dami said you got a job in Dubai. Mm -hmm. you got, like, don't be afraid to move. You can always come back home. Exactly. Um, in terms of rejection, I would say, um, career aside, I think in life, uh, people are rejected by their parents, people are rejected by girls, people are rejected by boys. Mm -hmm. So it's just a part of life. And um, if you can understand that concept that you're going to face rejection throughout your whole entire life, It'll help build character and it'll help build resilience. So um, rejection is part of the formula for success. Mm -hmm. So if you can just um, learn that concept and that principle, um, you'll be fine. And I think those are the two main um, keys I'd like to share. Um, be open to rejection because I think I was rejected 
God knows. I can't. I've lost count. I actually had an XL sheet. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, that's the first thing you look at. Yes, unfortunately, I don't need the rest of you. Yeah. Oh, so gosh. I've got an XL sheet, and it's literally just red, 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 red. But then that one green yeah. was better than all of the reds. Yeah. Exactly. So you know? it's like, as I think Grace said earlier, now when I'm driving, I'm like, oh yeah, this company rejected me for that low salary before. But mm. you know what I'm trying to say? So it's like, that's part of it. The rejection is part of the path. It builds character mm-hmm. and be open to it. Thank you. I think what I would, one thing that I would say is for people, first thing, this is about having that awareness know that these things exist mm-hmm. the spring insights that we talked about internships placement yeah if your uni doesn't allow you if you don't have a, if you're not doing a placement um degree or, or or anything like that do an internship these things exist and you'll be surprised there's loads of companies out there that provide that do internships that you can apply for and the other thing that i would say one thing that i would say that has really helped me is sometimes take a step back and ask yourself, where do I want to go? As in, if you want to be an engineer, as an example, you want to be an engineer, research, try assume you're applying for an engineer today and you can see some of the things that you will need to, to get the job. And that will also help you because it's almost like reverse, just going backwards. Look at where you're trying to go and then it'll help you figure out some of the things that you need to get to that place, whether it's certain experiences that you need, um, a certain degree or, or grade or whatever, it helps you plan. And as everybody said, it's just be open-minded, be flexible, um, because there's no one way. We all done. He worked abroad. I didn't. Mm. She did. She, she didn't even take that part seriously. Oh. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. we we all still managed to get to where we are. Um, so yeah, I think one thing that I'd say as a key takeaway for me is just. Be aware that these things do exist and use them. And it's a learning curve. It allows you to learn and know more about what's on the other side. So, yeah. Thank you, guys.